Hello and welcome to our Hope Story Circle put on by the Peace Alliance at peacealliance.org. And welcome to Peace On, your source for inspiring conversations and information from thought leaders across the spectrum on topics related to the strategies of building peace, fostering nonviolence, and creating a world that thrives, shifting our understanding toward empathy, compassion, and connection. My name is Terry Mason. I'm on the board of the Peace Alliance, and I'm joined today to facilitate by Liz Gannon Graydon, who is our board chair, and Yelena Popovich, who is our teaching peace and schools lead on our leadership council. And our special guest today is Marianne Simon. And Marianne, I'm so excited to have you join us today. Come off mute and say hello. Hello. I'm thrilled, delighted to be here with you. Oh, good. Yeah, you have such a wonderful story to tell about awakening, and I'm just, I'm Delighted that you're here to share it. But first, we're going to have Yelena lead us all in a meditation. Yelena? Beautiful. Thank you all. Good morning, afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is when you're listening. I welcome you all. Yeah, so just finding a way to come into this moment come into presence in any way that is supportive for you. Welcome to shift your body in any way. Um, and I invite some of my students into practice. I invite them to sit, stand, sway, lay. So picking any way you want to be in your body right now that feels supportive. And as you come into this moment, just notice your feet, now feet on earth. You're coming from many places today. We are together this earth. So just honor the land your feet are touching. Notice your seat. Back. you feel some settling in your body, you might just your breath. Just invitation is for a moment just to pay attention, just to gather your attention on your breathing. Fighting this breath, letting it go. Saying yes to this one and letting go. 
as you stay with your breath, I invite you to find an intention for time. Is something that is at this moment. Just mark that with your awareness. Read it in and out. May it be. Say yes to it. Again, sing the souls of the sea. Perhaps inviting them before coming eyes if they stem coming back to work. QR pausing. And thank you, Marianne, for sharing your story with us. Welcome. You can go ahead and begin. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me to join you uh, this morning. I'm uh, I'm in California, where we are getting rain. And it is such such a blessing after all the drought that we've had. Um, I'm not even sure why I say that, except I can hear it trickling out of my window and it's so soothing. Um, so the story, I'm, I'm going to be 61 la next week. And there are so many stories. Um, obviously the older we get, the more stories we have to tell. But the one that felt the most uh, relevance in this moment is a piece I actually wrote for a performance. I'm an actor as well as a director, writer, and landscape designer. So <laughs> many, many uh, areas of passion and love. And I thought I would I would read the story uh, that I wrote. It was um, it was pretty life altering the experience. And then talk a little bit afterwards about what some of the realizations or revelations that came from that that seemed um, appropriate to bring uh, to today's uh, conversation. So it's a piece called, uh, uh, appropriately enough, uh, Midlife Awakening. That just a little bit bigger. There we go. Uh, I started out writing a piece about inviting a new man into my life. 
And then I discovered it wasn't going to be about that after all. True, I had come into the new year wondering if it was time to open my heart to a new partner after having been a widow for nearly six years. And then being surprised, but not really surprised, at the swamp monsters that rose up at that invitation. Initially, I thought it was old stories about worthiness and self-love and how I would learn uh, or need to remember my own beauty and power before I could receive a new man. And how that invitation dredged up memories of painful teenage years and dreadful dating experiences. And the rejection that I often felt in my marriage when it came to our physical relationship. And then there was a man who had been in and out of my life since I was 19 and who I considered as a potential partner after my husband died. And though he gave me the greatest of orgasms, we didn't quite click in other departments. So I thought what I was doing this year was inviting in a man with a big, generous soul who would adore me and make my body sing. And then I had my astrology chart read. <laughs> I was born in March. My son is deep in Pisces. And I knew that. I knew the many gifts of my water sign. But the big surprise was that my moon is in Leo, a fire sign. And I also learned from the youngest of ages that that wild, beautiful fire was sent into the shadows. My mother was a big personality with a big laugh, big writing, big emotions. My father resented her bigness. And so there wasn't any room for my fire. And in order to be accepted, to feel like I belonged, my little one learned to temper that passion. And then for the 26 years of my marriage, as much as I loved him and considered him to be my best friend, he didn't really know what to do with my desire. And that battle raged almost from the day we were married. And for a while, I considered divorce, but ultimately I chose. I muzzled her completely, coming to terms with the possibility that I might be celibate for the rest of my life and realizing even more painfully that I couldn't shrink just one aspect of myself without affecting the whole. So the one safe place for her, me, to express was in creativity. At first with acting, then with directing, and then writing. That was when she was given permission to shine. And she'd come out for a bit and burn so brightly, it was a little frightening. And then when we were done, I would send her back to her cage. So I have spent my entire life with my water battling my fire. My great gift as a Pisces is that I am so adaptable. I'm almost a chameleon. And without my lady lion there to protect me, I sometimes, oftentimes, abandon my truest self. And so as devastating, truly devastating as it was to lose him, and then my mother, I don't know that I could have come to this place in any other way. Now that there is no one else I need to conform to, no one else that I have to answer for, 
or shrink for. But the thing is, patterns die hard, and it's so ingrained, so easy for me to slide into peacemaker or problem solver. So when I discovered or acknowledged that there was this other aspect of myself stalking in the shadows, it broke my heart. With the blinders finally removed, I heard her roar at me. What are you waiting for? Whose life are you going to live? When I told the astrologer that I was writing a piece about a new man, thinking that the resistance was about worthiness, she shook her head. No, I don't think so. I think it's about fear. The fear of letting her out, of shining bright and true. So this year, I invited in the unknown, the mystery, challenging myself to be surprised. Now wondering if I'm going to get more than I bargained for. I hear the key unlocking the cage door and it scrapes open. I feel her stepping out cautious, not sure, maybe not even trusting me. Is it for real this time? Am I here to stay? It has to be time. She catches the scent of the wind coming off the savanna, and I feel her expand in heart and heat. She is so wild and beautiful that I am just a little bit terrified, but also exhilarated. I feel her step into my skin and roar. It is time. It is time. And to think I was writing a piece about inviting a new man into my life. Thank you. Oh, so I had the reading done in January, mid-January, after going through all of this inviting in the new man thing. And um, it was... I remember calling my sister up and telling her I feel like I'm having a midlife crisis because it felt like it shook everything to the core. And there was there was so much grief there at the choices that I had made, the 26 years that I had denied this aspect of myself, this sense that somehow I had betrayed myself. I hadn't lived the full potential of my life. And after a few weeks of that, realizing that that wasn't a place that I could stay. Uh, yes, obviously I had the right to grieve it. And then I had to forgive myself and realize that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I wasn't ready for this message. I wasn't in a place where I could hear this and act on it. So whatever, kept me where I was. Um, I couldn't go back and change it. I could only take that and move forward. And um, in speaking uh, yesterday, as we were talking about what else I wanted to expand on in the telling of this story was, uh, it, 
it touches on so many different topics. It touches on what does it mean to turn 60 and now 61 and be able to see the end of my life. You know, when we're young, we don't think about it unless, you know, um, things happen. But coming to this point, and it, it felt like such a milestone, like it was, I am now on the downhill side of my curve. And what does that mean? And then having this experience and going, okay, well, that's that. I can only change the future. And what does that look like? Um, and there's something oddly not frightening about it, but solidifying. And um, it, it gave me a renewed energy or focus or intention about this next phase. I don't want to say my last phase, but this next phase of my life and what I wanted to do with it. And then the other thing that came up was this idea of uh, purpose. And depending on what circles you travel in, the sense that we are born with some sort of purpose. And as an artist and then also as an environmentalist, it was like, yes, my, my work is to do good for the earth. It is, um, it is to use my art to express, to heal. Um, but sometimes that word purpose can feel really intimidating. And there are times when I feel less connected to that than others. And when I don't feel like, you know, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to, you know, what have you, save the world, that somehow I, I'm, I'm failing because I haven't been able to figure that out. And there's a teacher I work with, and she actually uses the word dharma instead. And that felt like there was so much more permission. The idea that I live my life and what shows up in the road or the choices that I make are in alignment with something, with whatever my true north is, with whatever it is, my fate, my destiny, my purpose <laughs> here, that so long as the choices that I make are in alignment with that, that resonate with me, that I am on the right path. Um, and then the other thing, and, and it's so interesting how, you know, they say we really live life as a spiral rather than a straight road, that we keep coming back to similar themes in our lives. And, and the one that, that comes back again is, is a trust and our faith in the life that we are living. And, um, and I came into the year, and again, last year, it really did start last year at, at age 60 with this idea that I'm inviting in the mystery, that I don't have the answers. And in some way, whatever answers I come up with when I try to logically come up with them are not my potential. And so this idea that I am, I'm sitting in the mystery, I'm sitting in the faith, that the universe has a bigger imagination than I do, um, that has more magic, more power, more, more than what I as a simple human being, not to say that my soul is not involved in the conversation, but that there are so many things that I don't know yet and that I won't know, I can't know until I take the next step. And 
And when I'm in that place where there isn't anything that's come to mind, like I wrote the piece, we performed it February 11th, and it's been pretty quiet since then. And the tendency is to go, okay, what's next? What's next? What else should I be working on? And nothing really shows up. There's not that, ooh, you're writing a book, you're working on a show, what have you. So it is sitting with whatever is and having that be okay. And, and waiting, and, and waiting isn't even the right word because there is this assumption that it is out in the future. Waiting implies that there is a future that I am waiting for rather than being in the moment with what is. And that when it becomes clear, whatever is next, that that will make itself known to me. I was joking that I just signed up for a salsa class. And I don't know that has anything to do with being an, a, 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 you know, an actor, a writer, an environmentalist. But I know when I signed up for it, it made me so happy. Um, and that for today, saying yes to a salsa class um, is perhaps as important as it gets. So I think the last thing that I wanted to share that came up in conversation and has been showing up again and again is that we are the only ones who get to decide what is meaningful in our lives. Um, you know, if it's taking a salsa class, if it's sitting on the bench watching the birds, if it's creating a work of art, we're the only ones that we have to please. I think that's it. We covered, we covered the big points. Um... <laughs> yes, we did. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you for your story. He's so grateful. And Liz, Yelena, what what do we, how do we want to send focus into the breakout rooms? What do we want people to think about? Yelena, is it okay if I take this? Um, your story, I just want to honor your beautiful story, Marianne. I'm holding it so beautiful, so deeply in my heart. And I I have a sense of the inquiry question, but I just want to frame it. And I'm trying to just choose the wording of the frame. And I was I was talking to a friend the other day because uh, I live in a house of eight people and my sister lives upstairs with her niece and a friend and I have my boys. And in the last month, my boys got kind of dream jobs working in a production studio. They're filmmakers. And, and the, our friend who lives upstairs, her dream is to be a bartender. She loves people. She went to bartending school and then uh, COVID happened. And uh, she applied for a completely different job in a restaurant to get her foot in the door. And they said, no, we need a bartender. And so she was just offered this job. It just happened. So my boys were toasting. But my niece, uh, who's 22, hasn't quote figured out her purpose yet. We were having this conversation. And I said, but since she was a little girl, she quietly observed and would just whisper and say, you know, I think you should try this. And she was always right. She just had this wisdom and she would point and say, you know, maybe if you do this. And I was describing her to a friend yesterday and she threw a term out and she said, oh, what your niece is. And she put two words together and I said, is that a thing? She said, I don't know. I just put them together. And she said, your niece is a whisper mystic. 
And I said, I never, she said, I didn't either, but she, she just senses things and passes it on. And I thought sometimes about the purpose. I was thinking, Mary, Marianne, when I was younger, I said, okay, God, I'm busy. When I, when you're sending me the next step, right? When you talk about the next step, I want burning bushes. I want big signs. I don't want to have to look too hard for it, right? Moses got burning bushes. And I thought sometimes the answer is in the whisper. And what I love that you said is when we're willing to sit in the uh, mystery, the next yes, we can hear it whispering to us. And so uh, uh, what we talked about yesterday in the inquiry was, uh, if you didn't have to think of a grand purpose, if you didn't have to think what's the next big step, what's just the next yes that feels right for me, right? Like the salsa class, what's the next yes? And, and how it's just that one yes right now in this moment that we're responsible for, as opposed to kind of the grand message. So as we head into our, uh, yeah, as we head into our rooms uh, to speak with one another, if we can hold the inquiry, what feels like my next yes? And, and what would that look like to say that next yes? Wonderful. Thank you, Liz. I, I put that in the chat for everyone to hold. Um, so we're going to go into breakout rooms. And for those of you who have not been with us before, our request is that you listen with your heart, that you speak from your heart, that you say just enough. And if you don't feel inspired to share your own story, then give the gift of listening and be present for the others in your room. So we're gonna go into the rooms and we'll be back in about 15 or 20 minutes. I'm gonna pause the recording here. Well, welcome back everyone. I know that we had a wonderful conversation. I'm interested to hear what people have to say, what's alive for you right now. And we also have a new new joiner. So welcome Donna, welcome to our Hope Story Circle. You can catch up as you listen to people share their stories. So who would like to share? You could come off mute and share your story. Anyone? I'll share if you want. I'd love that. So, I mean, I think the main theme of what we talked about was the connectivity of all of us. You know, really that's, I mean, I would think that, you know, without saying a lot about it, it was, it's just, you know, that we're, they're all connected and each each part of us affects the, the rest of the whole. And it's, uh, so that's, that was really what I thought was the focus of, you know, the main focus of what we talked about. The other two people I was with could make a comment if they want. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, sure. Anybody else like to share? Annette, your mouth's moving, but you're on mute. I was reading what you wrote in the chat and I said, wow, uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, and Yelena had asked right before we started the recording again, when we started the Hope Story Circles, because it was March of 2020, she said, what was the date? And I just looked it up. It was March 21st. The spring oh. solstice. 
Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with Linda. I, I appreciated, um, you know, we didn't spe specify that, oh, well, I know what my next step will be, my next yes will be, but um, we really delighted in the connectivity of, uh, you know, what these calls bring to us and how, uh, you know, we, we appreciate the like-mindedness of everybody that, that comes to join. And, and I'm always learning something. So thank you for that. Thank you, Anna. Welcome. Always good to see you. Would anybody else like to share? I, I would like to share that in the big room, we came to that connectivity as well. Mm -hmm. That's back to because uh, Marianne was, you know, talking about landscaping and, and kind of thinking about the large idea behind the climate and change and shifts. And we were talking about the Peace Alliance. And I said, I always come back to Reverend Dr. King, who talked about the interconnected nature of reality, right? What affects one affects all. And, and so it's interesting that we came to that same discussion in the larger room about that idea that, that the yes is right next to you. So you're right, it didn't have to be that exact thing, but, but maybe just paying attention to the connectivity and, and looking around, yeah. I love that that happened in, in both places. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Marianne, do you have any closing thoughts before we begin to shut the call? Um, no, just what it, what an incredible pleasure it was to be part of this. We, you know, there's my circles and each of us have our own circles and this idea that, you know, we continue to overlap and yeah, and spread, spread whatever, whatever good work we're doing. So thank you again for the opportunity, the invitation. Well, thank you for accepting the invitation and joining us today. It's been a well, true pleasure. Thank you. So I did put some links in the chat just for everyone to see. The Hope Story Circle is put on by the Peace Alliance. We're at peacealliance.org. And our mission is to educate, advocate, and mobilize people into action to transform systems and public policy toward a culture of peace. So you can learn more about us at our website. Also a link to um, our podcast, Peace On, um, which is our podcast, all of our monthly calls and Department of Peace Building calls and all of our calls are podcasts. And we have some other things that are coming into our podcast series. So check out Peace On. Also a link about our Hope Story Circles. Please join us again. We're meeting the second and fourth Thursday of every month and we welcome all of you and bring your friends. Um, there's also a link to the Blueprint for Peace. This is something, an initiative that we've had active for quite a while now, but it's a wonderful major initiative to make peace and nonviolence an effective and organizing principle in our federal, state, and local government. So if you sign that petition, an email will be sent to all of your elected officials on all of those levels, letting them know that you support policies related to violence reduction and building peace. So we can bring that top of mind and be an active citizen in that way. There's also a link about HR 1111, which is our Department of Peacebuilding legislation. It was just recently introduced in the current session of Congress, and it's our um, ongoing campaign to build peace on a national level. We are a small nonprofit. The Peace Alliance appreciates donations of any size. We especially appreciate our monthly donors that give us sustainable income. Even a small amount every month is very helpful. Also a link to our calendar of events, peacealliance.org slash calendar. You can find all of our events and the things that you can join. And we'd love to have you come back another time. 
So for now, Liz, would you like to wrap it up for us? Yeah, I, I when I was thinking about it this morning about what I want to, you know, what I want to bring here, I was on Facebook. And, you know, if you're those of you who know Facebook, there's a memory section where it's on this date. And it went, I went all the way back and I found a conversation with my younger son that I didn't remember having. And he's really wise and funny and speaks his mind very freely. And we had apparently just finished watching the movie Gandhi for the first time with, with my children. And I had said to him, oh, I wish I were more like Gandhi. <laughs> and Jake said, mom, you are like Gandhi. And I said, no, I'm not as good as Gandhi. And he said, mom, you're like a wheelbarrow at the top of a hill. You just need a little push and you'll get where you go. <laughs> and I didn't remember that conversation. But when I was thinking about the view, Marianne, from what you gave me, is there's something important about sitting at the top of the hill because you have the view, right? The mountain or the hill or whatever. And I thought a lot of times maybe it's a good idea not to take action until you really take in the view and you can see and you have larger points. And I'm hitting, you know, I'm, I'm entering my 60, 60th year this year. And, and I was like, oh, I like the view from the top. But I was thinking, what's that little bit of push that's going to get me moving again into whatever needs to happen next? The mystery, so, right? <laughs> yeah, just a gentle push. It's like, it won't take much of a push. So <laughs> as we, first of all, thank you, Marianne, for bringing your story. So, you know, such a beautiful story. And thank you, everyone who always joins us and for those of you who are new yeah like terry said come back and you can kind of listen to the previous podcasts as well so as we head off uh you know for the next two weeks before uh well we'll have hit our our three-year anniversary right by the next call so that'll be a very exciting yeah. so yeah you know maybe think about as we're still in this space, it was created out of that idea of how do we gather during COVID? Mm. You know, it was created by a vision that Yelena had about, we were so separate at the beginning of COVID and, and how could we create a space where we could gather? And I think we intended to maybe do, didn't we talk about doing four sessions, Terry and Yelena? We were just like, yeah. we'll, we'll do four sessions. Yeah. And, and three years later, we're here because it's so important, as you said, right, to find that space to gather and to find the connectivity. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing a lot of sitting in the space for a while. And I like thinking about the idea of just really listening to the whispers and looking what is next. And so I invite you guys to just contemplate the story and the conversation as, as we move into the week. Thank you Thank so you. much, Liz. Feel free to come off mute and say goodbye, folks. Thank you so much. We'll see you next goodbye. time. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice to be with sharing. all of you. Thank you for joining us today at Peace On. We hope that it inspires you to engage in dialogue in your larger community. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at peacealliance.org.